Well, hello and welcome to the Edgewood 4G podcast. My name is Kyle, discipleship pastor here at Edgewood. I'm your host here. And uh, joining us today, we have Emma J. Super excited for you to get to know her a little bit better. I've known Emma since, what, you were 15, maybe? Yeah, something like that. I think I was going into my freshman year of high school. Okay, yeah. So we got to know each other with a youth group trip on a backpacking trip in Colorado, where I think God like totally changed your life there, right? Yeah, it was that summer. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, and so Emma is um, a part of our church here, a part of our mainspring young adults ministry, but then also you serve in uh, different capacities here at the church, just uh, being a good example for so many people here. And so I have her here today. We just want to learn a little bit more about her journey of following Jesus and uh, what God has done in her life. Uh, but then also uh, this last year, she did a gap year program and uh, was just really encouraged by that and kind of set an example for other people of just taking some time off of school and work and just going and serving God cross-culturally. And uh, yeah, so we want to start there, Emma. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about that, that gap year program. What prompted that in your life? How does that work out with like your schedule and life and everything that was going on with you? Yeah, so it's kind of a gap year program, kind of just little puzzle pieces that yeah. the Lord was able to fit together. Um, when I graduated from high school, I knew that I wanted to pursue what God was doing in the world, um, but I didn't know what my role in that looked like. Um, I knew that it made sense for me to go to college, so um, I stepped in that direction, and I went to college, and I earned my bachelor's in psychology. Um, and while I was in school, um, I committed a year following my bachelor's to seeing what God's doing in the world. Mm -hmm. So from um, graduating high school until I graduated college, I was seeing what the Lord opened up to um, participate in what he's doing in the world. Um, so I originally planned different things and ultimately um, everything pretty much fell through <laughs> until right. it was like three months before graduation uh -huh. from college. Um, but the Lord is so faithful and he opened doors and closed doors um, according to his will. And um, so I ended up doing six or five months in Mexico at El Monte, which is a go team partner of Edgewood. Um, I ended up doing two months in um, the Middle East where I was um, just m being mentored by long-term cross-cultural workers there. Mm -hmm. And then I was able to spend a month in a Central Asian country um, where I was teaching some English. So that was a gap year. And then um, I came back and I'm studying occupational therapy. And my hope is to use OT overseas long-term in a place where Jesus is not yet worshiped. Wow. Okay. That's great. Yeah. I love to hear it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's good for people to get to know you a little bit. I know some of our people know you here, but it's always good to kind of have those uh, reminders and whatnot. And so, yeah, just tell me a little bit more about um, uh, what is it that God, I guess, has done in your life that made you want to take a year um, to, uh, to, to just serve him and serve people? Were some things leading up to that, that God had just been kind of moving and working in you to actually be open to something like that? Yeah. 
We did a lot of studies on what God's doing in the world when I was in high school mm. um, in the youth group here at Edgewood. Yeah. Um, and it just exposed God's love for the nations and his desire that we all participate in his work among those who don't yet know him. Um, so I recognized that there was great need. Mm-hmm. Um, I recognized that he has graciously blessed me with the ability to know the gospel from a very young age and be present with community that loves him as well. Um, and so seeing that he's blessed me in these ways and that there is great need, um, in my mind, it just made sense that, mm-hmm. like, how can I use my blessings for him? Um, and that's something that we were challenged by as well. Um, so in the ways that he's blessed me of um, having interest in it even in what God's doing in the world has opened doors so that I can go and see what he's done. Um, So as I was graduating high school, I knew that it was like something that I could continue to think about. um, But I knew that I wasn't going to just like jump into it as an 18 year old, um, go cross cultural, at least in my life. I don't think that that would have been the most, um, wise decision Mm. to make. Um, So I knew that it was clear that I could go to college and get that first um, and then see what God was doing. So I wanted to keep my hands open um, to the possibility of going long-term cross-culturally, but recognizing that like the Lord needs to be the one leading me in that direction. And that's not just something that I want to jump into on my own. So those are some of the main things we looked at. um, The the oh what is it called the um great imbalance right one of my i think that was my freshman year of college okay and that was something that really encouraged me but even before that i know that we were already thinking about what god was doing in the world and the needs in different parts of the world yeah basically where cross-cultural workers are going and where the needs actually are there's yeah there's that imbalance there um and so yeah that's that's great that you recognize that and 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 God is using that in your life. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so help me with this because, you know, I think with doing something like a gap year program um, or whatever that looks like for someone, for a lot of young adults or teenagers, um, you know, they might see that as, you know, that's putting their life on hold uh, for doing the things that they, you know, want to do. And, you know, like a lot of times teenagers or someone that just turned 18 or whatever, it's like they want to grow up fast and they want to, you know, get onto the next stage of, of life or whatever. So how would you, I guess, and maybe your journey or just even just advice that you have, um, how would you encourage um, other young adults just to consider that maybe, maybe they haven't thought about that or maybe uh, consider giving a, a six months or a year of their life to do something like that? Um, while they kind of have that opportunity before maybe they're married or have kids or a job, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, how would you encourage people and, and how God used that in your life to, to be open to something like that? Yeah, I definitely learned so much on, on the time that I was on the field. Mm. Um, yeah, I can't encourage it enough because <laughs> yeah. it was just so, so life-changing getting to know cross-cultural workers and um, seeing face-to-face people who have no access to the gospel, um, as well as just learning necessary skills about what God's doing in the world and how we can be a part of it. Um, Ultimately, like connecting me with other believers who love Jesus and desire Mm. that people are reached with the gospel um, was just the most encouraging thing for me. Um, But also recognizing that like 
it's not that I did very much when I was gone for that time. Um, So like we can desire to go and like be of great assistance for six months and like Lord willing, we can be helpful and we can encourage people and we can use our skills for his purposes. Um, But ultimately the, the, greatest impact is by discipleship mm-hmm. um, and long-term relationships with individuals maybe who have heard the gospel before or who have never heard the gospel um, and that's the way that the Lord changes lives yeah. and creates churches in these places um, so participate in whatever capacity your po- is possible in your situation but like the Lord can use it for um, whatever that purpose is and my prayer is that it would be for long-term cross-cultural work because um, we yeah. We need more workers. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned earlier just how we had kind of gone through that type of stuff and youth group and then with their young adults and just the importance of um, God's work uh, in the world and among the nations and bring, um, you know, his glory uh, there, exposing people to God's glory. And, you know, we want to do more of that. And so, you know, we're encouraging people this summer coming up we have some different mission opportunities uh, this next summer for some short-term teams to go. And these aren't necessarily in unreached areas, but these are areas where there is need, where there um, are pastors, church leaders, uh, workers there who are in need of assistance and encouragement. And this also exposes people uh, to missions work. Uh, and then that opens their, their eyes, their minds, their hearts to what God is doing in and around the world. So my hope in doing short-term work, it will help people to be open to long-term work, whether that's a year or perhaps even longer than that. You know, we also, we go every two years to CrossCon. It's a missions conference for students, young adults, 18 to 25. We're going again this January and super stoked about that. We have a, a group of young adults going and it's just another opportunity to expose them to what God is doing in and around the world. And so we're just super excited about the future uh, of missions here and and uh, and God's work in our, our church and how he's working and using us. And so super stoked about that. Now, uh, Emma, you also talked about um, how you are interested, you do feel perhaps a calling to go long-term in the future. Now that might be five years from now. Mm-hmm. And so that seems like a really long-term plan. I mean, it could be longer. Who knows? You know what God opens those doors to. But even... Even now, um, I think you are preparing, right? You're preparing yourself to be able to go long term. And so for you, what does a typical week look like for you? Uh, I know you're in school, but then you've also involved yourself with ways to serve here at the church and classes and different things and opportunities that are preparing you. So what does a typical week look like for you um, and prepping for your future? Yeah, uh, most of like preparation for cross cultural for cross cultural work relates to just being a believer mm-hmm. and like truly seeking the Lord um, each day. Um, so I mean, first and foremost would be like the daily disciplines of like reading the Word, Absolutely. and that's like the most life changing thing in my own life for sure. Um, has just been digging into the Lord's Word and seeing. Um, who he is through the lens of the Bible, um, because that is his um, his word. Um, so that's like a daily discipline that's yeah. very important for me. Um, with the daily discipline of reading, I typically journal um, and I spend time in prayer. Um, and that's typically in the mornings for me. Um, but then other than daily disciplines, um, 
my hope is that I can take every opportunity to meet with other believers. Um, in different seasons, it's been more. In different seasons, it's been less. But um, right now, a typical week, I would um, gather on Sunday mornings to worship with my church. Mm-hmm. Um, I belong to Edgewood, and it's a blessing to be here. Mm-hmm. Um I do serve with the first and second grade boys um, for My their. My son is se- one of them. <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> for yeah. Sunday school, um, and so it's been fun teaching them. That's just been this semester, and I hope to continue that for a while. Um, God bless you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely need the Lord's blessing in that. Um, and then I'm a part of Mainspring, which is our youth, our young adult group, um, and we meet Sunday evenings. Um, so that's been um, a pretty constant. Thing for me since mm-hmm. I graduated high school. Um, this semester, at least, I've been a part of the Perspectives of the World Christian Movement course. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes on at a local fellowship, and um, we're learning about God's work in the world and our role in it. Um, and it's a 15-week course that empowers us to participate in what God's doing. So it's been a really cool course that I would recommend. Um, and then the rest of my week, um, I don't have like um, time designated for meeting with other believers, but I hope to um, spend intentional time with my family. I hope to spend intentional time with friends um, and encourage them in their walk with the Lord. Um, I'm in school, so I'm in school um, like four days a week. Um, I work at a local hospital, so I'm a CNA there. Um, and then I do have a Bible study on campus. I go to St. Ambrose, so that's Tuesday evenings. Um, so that's a typical week in general for me. So it sounds like you don't have a whole lot going on in your life. No, (laughs) I like to sit around. Um, So with your schedule, because it sounds like you do have a lot going on. um, So how do you find time to to rest and to be rejuvenated, um, I guess, in the midst of you know, a busy week. You know, we, we you and I have joked about this before. Yeah, we joke about this lot. How we are busy, but we don't want to wear our busyness as like a badge of honor, yeah. right? You know, that's silly. Um, so w- when it comes to being busy, we don't want to uh, burn ourselves out. But at the same time, the other end of that, we don't want to be lazy with, with if we are in a season of perhaps, lack of a better word, busy, busyness or whatever, uh, we want to be productive in that. And so, but, but how do you, how do you balance that and and find time for rest and rejuvenation through all that? Well, we talk about this a lot, Kyle, because (laughs) (laughs) I don't really have a good balance or a means of of making this happen. Right. Um, But ultimately um, I recognize that the Lord is my strength and I'm not able to do anything outside of him. Um, And so I see that in the weeks where I do feel overwhelmed Mm. or um, heavily burdened. I think that every week has its own battles. um, And so every week might look a little bit different. Um, But for me, my sleep time is important. (laughs) So I like to value sleep. Yeah, good rest. Yeah, that's that's important. important. Um, Like taking care of my physical body is important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, just the disciplines of like, even when we're tired, still like, plugging into the word and um, seeking the Lord in those days. Um, It might look different. It might be a little bit shorter, um, but still like being with the Lord. Um, I do uh, set aside my Sundays, which is just a personal conviction um, for what the Lord is doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I prepare for that by getting all schoolwork done and um, not working um, 
all of those things for my Sundays to be open to whatever God is doing yeah. in that day. Yeah. So, so it just sounds like you're intentional with your time. It's like you have to be intentional with it. Yeah, like for you sure. You probably don't have a lot of extra time where you can just sit around and do nothing. Yeah. As you were joking about earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you just have to be intentional with it um, to rest well. Um, and, and again, it goes back to there are dis- different seasons of life. And um, this might be one of those that you have a little bit more going on, but there may maybe a little different next semester um, or the semester after that. And so, um, yeah, this is good to think through, to use our time well, uh, but to be productive, to be fruitful, I think is super important. Um, I, I think a lot of people can get caught up in um, where they they said yes so much that they burned themselves out that they don't know how to get back into that routine of being productive and because um, now they're saying no to everything. And so then when do you finally find that time to start getting back involved and serving and, and being involved with in, in the lives of people and community and all that good stuff. And so just encouraging people to just, uh, you can still rest in the midst of having a good bit of stuff going on, but it's just being intentional mm-hmm. with your time, I think is, is really important. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I think about all the time is how like we tend to put limits on things that mm. the Lord doesn't put limits on. Yeah. Um, so even like my energy, um, a couple of weekends ago, we had a retreat for Mainspring mm-hmm. and I did not sleep like a second. I felt like <laughs> that first night, Whoops. but while I was, while I was laying in my bed, so annoyed, um, I was just reminded that like, well, the Lord can provide like whatever energy <laughs> I need for the next day. Like I know that I'll make it through. Yeah. Um, so that's something that's encouraging to me. Like when I really yeah. don't have it or like, there's no way that I can get it on my own. Like yeah. the Lord is with me and he will that's so good. He'll be with me. <laughs> that's so good. Well, yeah. Um, just want to kind of follow up with, you know, what God's been doing in your life and a little bit about your, uh, your schedule and ministry and just kind of have discussion just about, um, how do we uh, encourage our brothers and sisters in Christ, encourage fellow believers to just be all in when it comes to living out our faith? Um, I often think of um, kind of this that phrase, uh, how, how people are far too easily pleased. And I, I know I think uh, C.S. Lewis coined that when he was talking about the difference between, I, I believe it was Christians and non-Christians, where it's there's, uh, there's people who are making mud pies in the slum when a holiday at sea is offered them. I'm basically saying we're far too easy to please. We're just playing around the dirt when, when God's offering us the joys of salvation. But I think at the mm-hmm. same time, we as believers can even do that. We'd be, we're far too easily pleased with just the status quo. Like we think we're, we're doing everything that God's called us to when in fact, if we really get into his word and we listen to his spirit and allow him to lead us and guide us, there's so much more that perhaps God is asking of us, but mm-hmm. we're just not listening. We don't, or or too afraid to hear. Um, and so, how would you encourage um, people, your your brothers and sisters in Christ, to just be all in and to live out your faith and to not get into the trap of just being far too easily pleased with the status quo? I literally love that so much. Yeah. Like that is so full of truth, <laughs> because the Lord never. Like he always is calling people who like don't know what they're doing to do these amazing things. Um, Mm -hmm. He is at work in the world and he's doing amazing things. Um, And he's just asking for us to participate, to be willing participants Mm -hmm. of his work in the world. Yeah. So I would wholeheartedly encourage everybody to see what God's doing. Like just open your eyes to see where he's moving and to join him in wherever he's moving. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I love hearing stories, um, whether it's from like Voice of the Martyrs mm-hmm. or from um, people that I've come into contact with about like what the big things are that God is doing and the way that he's using his people who may not be equipped mm. um, to participate in that. Um, so whether that's like churches multiplying in places of persecution or um, people just having an encounter with the Lord and mm. their, life being, their life being totally transformed. Um, but he invites us to be a part of that um, just by like daily openness to yeah. see where he's moving. Um yeah, I just, I think that we totally are far too easily pleased. Yes. Um, it's too easy to be distracted, especially in America right now. There's too oh, much to be yeah. thinking about. There's too much to be um, spending our time with. Um, but we, if we stay focused on eternity and like things mm-hmm. that matter for all of eternity, there's like so much more joy to life with it. Um, So that's something that keeps me going every day is recognizing that like the Lord is at work doing eternal things every single day. Um, And he invites me into it. So whether that's with like my classmates or it's with my family or maybe it's with somebody that I have no idea who they are, that they live halfway across the world. um, I recognize that the Lord could be asking me to participate in something that he's doing. Um, and yeah, that's that's like my greatest joy is to mm. participate with the God of the universe who is doing great things, seeking restoration and reconciliation with himself. Mm. That's so good. You want people to experience that. Mm. And, 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 and so uh, I, many Christians, they I believe they don't experience that because they we're afraid to go all in. We're afraid to give God everything because then what if he asks us to do something that we think we don't want to do? Mm. What if he asks us to change our, our quote unquote dreams that we have for our lives or for our, our family and for our children. And, um, when we recognize though, that, uh, the desires of our heart, um, if they're rooted and, and what God has given us and that he wants to fulfill those desires, like that is going to bring us the most satisfaction. That's going to bring us the most blessing and most happiness in our life is when we're doing things uh, in him and through him, but for him. And uh, yeah, just encouraging people in that I think is just, it's huge. And I, I think encouraging people to, to read stories of ordinary people, mm-hmm. um, you know, missionary biographies, uh, gosh, reading the stories of the characters in the Bible, we think they're call them heroes of the faith, but they were ordinary people mm-hmm. that made terrible mistakes and and they doubted God and they sinned and they they were just like us. And I, I believe we just need to um, recognize that God's calling us to do some of the same things of the people in scripture that the and also these these people have gone to the ends of the earth to to share the good news of the gospel with people. And mm. he's just looking for people who are willing and who are going to be obedient to that. And um, I think sometimes we think we have to have all this this faith that it's so big that only you know a few select people can do it. But really, just looking for some people who are willing, mm-hmm. some people who are willing to follow and to, yeah. to listen to him. I think willingness surrender and obedience are three things that the Lord has been Mm. like really working on me with. It's like, am I willing to sacrifice anything? And 
am I like truly surrendered to yeah. the Lord and like whatever it is that he truly wills, um, not just creating my own idea of what God's will is for my life, mm. um, but trying to see how he strategically might use these experiences or these things for his purposes. Um, and then simple obedience is something that I'm like always or that the Lord has repeatedly been um, showing me that I just need to be simply yeah. obedient yeah. in the small things yes. and then see um, the way that he blesses that. And he's going to continue to use simple obedience, um, even in hard situations, um, for his purposes. Yeah, and I think it starts there with the simple everyday obedience and the, the small things, the little things in life. And then, um, you know, those will grow, inevitably grow, and God will I believe, ask us to do bigger things. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're not big in God's eyes, you know, like nothing is too great for him. Um, It might be big in the eyes of ordinary people, um, but, you know, it's just, that's part of, I would say, the the normal Christian life. You know, and I was thinking about this, some people might see you and and see the way you live your life and and what you've done cross-culturally and and all of that and say, wow, she has like radical faith. They might, they might say that. They might think that. And I think to an extent that's, that's true because when we compare that to, to what I guess others might be doing, um, it, it seems radical. But in actuality, you know, that's just part of the normal Christian life. I mean, look mm-hmm. at the lives of the early church. Look at the lives of the apostles and the disciples and, and the believers in that day and age. They were just living out their faith and normal everyday ways. They were living in community together. They were praying. They were seeking God's faith. They were sharing uh, with others. And then they were sharing their faith with others. And why is that so radical in this day and age for Christians when that mm. should just be normal? And so I guess in this kind of like final kind of question and, and part of discussion is just like, how do we encourage people to just uh, to, to live out their faith and the normal everyday stuff of life, um, when even when that might seem radical, when 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 reality, it's just it's just what Christians do. It's what we should be doing. How do how should we encourage people to to do that? Just living out their faith every single day. Man, I think it's it's so accurate that um, we see like big name people who like obey the Lord and do big things and think that they are extraordinary or they do extraordinary things. I definitely don't see myself in the eyes of an extraordinary person of uh, great faith. Um, But I do seek to submit to the Lord Mm -hmm. and um, to see his purposes fulfilled um, through his spirit that is working in me. Um, Yeah. But I, I hope that um, my brothers and sisters also seek the Lord's will and desire that his name be glorified. Um, recognize that he is worthy of all sacrifice and that we should be obedient in these little things or the big things and the big things. Mm. Um, Yeah, but just that he is in the middle of all of these little things, um, whether that's school or work or um, what we're going to do tomorrow Mm -hmm. afternoon or whatever it is, he's totally in the midst of it and we can live it for his glory. Um, We can do all these things for his purposes and his glory. Yeah, unfortunately, we we have a tendency at times to compartmentalize our faith. We we're all big talk, and we're all excited on Sundays and worshiping God, and then we go out and we just we can forget. We can mm-hmm. forget that yeah. in the school, in the workplace, and and our our neighborhoods that we're supposed to be living out our faith. 
right there the same way we do at, uh, on Sundays with other believers and, and worshiping and glorifying God. And so that's how I encourage people is just um, the things that you, you, you learn about, you talk about on Sundays, find at least a couple ways that, that week to put them into practice mm-hmm. and to just live them out. Ask people questions, invite them into your life, invite mm-hmm. them to, to church, ask them out for coffee. Like these aren't huge things. It's just stuff that Christians should, should do. We invite people into our lives, into our homes, um, and we, we tell them uh, about what God has done in our life. And, um, and then ask good questions and then um, and just see what God does. And I think another one is just walking by the Spirit, uh, walking by the Spirit. And if we, if we begin our day with asking God to lead us and to guide us and God, show me where you're already working and moving. Is there mm-hmm. somebody today you would have me to talk to? Is there someone today that you're already working and moving in that you want me to continue a conversation with? You know, whatever that looks like, I think it's just... It's just huge. It's the everyday stuff that you kept talking about, the obedience, mm-hmm. the everyday stuff of life. And, um, yeah, being obedient there. And then uh, then later on, it'll be, I think, easier, right, to, to be obedient in the bigger things when God calls us to something greater, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, uh, I mean, this has been great uh, talking. I don't know if you have any parting words for us. <laughs> it's been a great conversation just to, talking about, uh, God's uh, work in your life, uh, but in the world also. Uh, but then just how do we live our faith in the everyday stuff of life and, and going all in? Um, anything else you want to encourage uh, our listeners with? Um, I love you all. <laughs> <laughs> now praise God that he is at work in the world and that yeah. we get to participate. May we be yeah, submissive to the Lord and his leading, um, willing to surrender and obedient in whatever it is that he's called us to, which is clear in the word. Yes, um, But he also works in mysterious ways in our personal lives to show us what obedience looks like. Yeah, we got to be in the word to know what his will is, right? And yeah. if we're reading it and if we're praying for God to show us, we believe that he, he can and he will uh, do that uh, for us and for his glory. Well, thanks, Emma, so much for being on today. I really appreciate you taking the time. And um, yeah, uh, just continue to to tune in each week here. If uh, this podcast has been helpful for you and your Christian walk, encouraging, we encourage you to leave us a rating and review um, just uh, to continue to get that podcast out there to more people. Appreciate uh, you as a listener. And uh, we hope to see you... uh, Uh, Next week, we're going to start talking a little bit more about what's going on around the world in the Middle East and what's happening happening in Israel and Gaza. So we hope to be talking about that uh, next week as well, because I know that's a matter of mind and heart, and just uh, thinking uh, about more ways to just uh, pray about what God's doing around the world through uh, good things are happening, and for for even the, the bad things that are happening in the world, we would believe God is ultimately in charge. God is sovereign and and his will will be done. But thanks again for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next time.